Hello and welcome to Current Intelligence Briefings brought to you by this, the Counterterrorism Group. My name is Adam Stevens. Today's podcast will be looking at a report by CTG's illicit finance team about growing Chinese influence in Western Europe. The illicit finance team focuses on subjects such as terror financing, illicit markets, and money laundering. This report focuses on increasing Chinese influence in the Azores, an autonomous region of Portugal. The Azores are viewed as a key strategic launching point for both military and economic endeavors throughout Europe and Africa. Of note in this report is this, and I quote, Chinese companies have invested heavily in Portugal in recent years. From 2010 to 2015, China funneled more than 5.5 billion euro, making Portugal the fifth highest invested nation in the European Union. Portugal received four times the amount of funding as Spain, and 10 times more than Greece over this time span. My guest today will help us dissect this even further. Joining in cur uh, current intelligence briefings today is Henry Carson as part of the illicit finance team at CTG. Henry, how are you today? Doing great, how are you? Doing great. So I want to talk to you about your report and the Chinese influence in the Azores growing with the US pulling out of there in recent years. I wanted to start with potential economic commercial interest that China may have in that region. What are you guys seeing there? Uh, so what we're seeing there, China does have a few substantial reasons for being interested in the Azores as far as the economic and commercial goes. Uh, the Azores is it's a strategic location uh, situated right there in the North Atlantic um, more or less in between the Americas and Europe and Africa. So it's kind of an ideal location for, for distributing Chinese products to the European, American, and, and African markets, uh, which is exactly what the, what the Chinese interest there is. They've stated they want to make a, a commercial and logistic staging point there for Chinese products to expand their export markets. What are their current investments within the Azores and Portugal at large? Yeah, so uh, the Azores, it's, it's technically an autonomous region of Portugal and uh, China has already has some, some big investments in Portugal as a whole uh, there's investments in telecom infrastructure, first of all, which is a huge one. Uh, the uh, Chinese company Huawei has is really big on the on the Portuguese mobile phone market. They surpassed Samsung as as the biggest mobile phone provider, uh, and there's also some interest in. Uh, using Huawei in, in some of Portugal's new 5G infrastructure. Uh, the, the largest, the three largest telecom companies in Portugal have said that they, they don't want to use Huawei uh, materials in their core 5G infrastructure, but there's still some, a little bit of concern there as far as, as, far as the, the involvement. Uh, and also in, in power, uh, power utilities. That's another big one. Uh, China's a Chinese company, the Three Gorgeous Power Company, is is the largest stakeholder 
in Portugal's largest power provider, EDP. Um, and EDP also has has some involvement with American projects on the European on the on the uh, American mainland. Um, and lastly, also there's there's this golden visa scheme, uh, whereby if uh, if somebody invests enough money in into Portuguese uh, projects or companies, then they get preferential visa status. Talk a little bit about Belt and Road and what China's interest in the Azores are there with Belt and Road. Yeah, so the, the Belt and Road is sort of the, the modern reboot of, of the old Silk Road uh, trading route um, where China makes some investments in infrastructure, typically in developing countries, uh, especially in Africa. And then uh, sort of as a, as a result, they get some, some kickbacks there as far as trade and they get some economic benefits from that. So uh, though it's typically been in, in developing countries in Africa, especially, um, China is looking to extend that up into Europe. So that's that's another part of, of the economic interest there with Azores and Portugal. Part of the economic issue here, as long as, as, as well as the military implications is the U.S. was stationed in the Azores, but recently, in the last half decade, has moved out of the Azores. Mm -hmm. What was the situation with the U.S. stationed there, and how has that changed the local economy? Yeah, so the United States was, the Azores was, was a pretty big part of U.S. and NATO air superiority beginning around World War II lasting through the Cold War and uh, up until just recently, like you said, uh, there used to be, you know, 3,000 or so uh, troops there on this, on this big airfield called, called Lajas Airfield. Um, and they enjoyed a good relationship with the local population. It stimulated the economy. Um, but then just recently under the Obama administration, because of a few budget cuts and uh, some strategic reallocation of NATO resources back onto the European mainland, uh, there's a big withdrawal and a big scale back of the US military presence there. So where before it was around 3000 troops, now it's around 150 or 200 airmen. They're just sort of maintaining uh, operations there on the airfield. Dive more into the airfield and the type of structure that NATO and the U.S. have left behind there, mm -hmm. and as well as talk about their research centers that China is hoping to build upon. Yeah, the um, so there's some there's some pretty big infrastructure there on that airstrip. The runway is just it's it's massive. It's a robust runway. It's, there's no weight limit on it. It's very long. You can land and take off anything that you can imagine, military, commercial, cargo. Uh, it's, it was, it's one of the auxiliary locations. It was one of the auxiliary locations for the, for the space shuttle project. 
uh, for landing. So there's, it's a massive runway. So that's a, that's a big thing. Another thing there is, is uh, that the US left behind is troop housing. Uh, some of the troop housing too, it's fairly new and it's a lot of it is standing vacant. Um, so that's as far as what the, the United States has left behind. Uh, apart, I mean, not to mention when the United States pulled out, took a big chunk of the Azorian economy with it. And that's sort of a, a vacuum of, of influence that I'm sure China would be happy to, uh, to fill. As far as the research station question, the uh, Chinese government has has expressed interest in building some research stations there. There's, they'd like to do some uh, oceanic research there, but also s use the Azores as, as a launching point for some satellite projects. Uh, strictly research, of course, as they say, uh, for monitoring oceanographic data or agricultural data um, from space. So that's, uh, that's one thing that they're looking towards. Also nearby the, the airfield is a major commercial port um, for uh, container ships and, and things of the like. So there's some interest in uh, sort of taking advantage of that port there. Talk about the um, Morea cable that's noted here between Spain and Virginia. Yeah, the uh, so the Azores lie right there in the North Atlantic, and it's in very close proximity to some undersea telecommunications cables, um, including the the Morea cable, which I noted. That's that's a a fairly new one. The uh, it was a, a joint project between uh, Microsoft and I, I think Facebook is what it was. It's the fastest, it has the fastest uh, information speeds of any any cable, undersea cable. So that's and that runs from Virginia to Spain, and the Azores is um, it's under three hundred miles from this cable. So there's, there's some concern that a Chinese research station in such close proximity to these crucial uh, undersea telecommunications infrastructure, um, which are really difficult to secure in, in international waters, it could pose a threat to national security because of the potential for cable tapping, espionage, uh, surveillance, and that kind of stuff, which is it's difficult to do, but it's not entirely unheard of. So what are the political ramifications here? What is the stance of the United States and other NATO allies? Yeah, the, the political ramifications here, they're mainly threefold. The first is, is the strain on the US-Portuguese relationship. Uh, Portugal threatening further relationship and, and involvement with China, it could hinder trust and, and further cooperation. And on top of that, Portugal sort of views the, mil the US military scale back from the Azores, not, not only as an abandonment of the local population and the economic strain on the islands that it, that it put, 
but also views it as, as an underappreciation of the island's strategic importance and potential. Uh, this, the second point also is the impact, of course, on the NATO relationship. The, Portugal, the Portuguese prime minister says it's, you know, it's fully, Portugal is fully committed to NATO interests. China isn't going to have access to military resources. They're not going to be able to have military resources on the island um, and stuff like that. But of course, the expansion of Chinese interests so close to US military resources there on the Azores, it places some doubt on, on NATO commitments. So there's a little bit of tension there. Um, also losing strategic access to the Azores uh, on the part of NATO, I mean, NATO losing strategic access to the Azores, it could cost in the long run, if, if a conflict were to emerge, they wouldn't have access to those resources uh, as far as for launching operations or uh, exercises and things like that. NATO has also used the Azores as a launching point for different military exercises uh, historically and even recently. And, and third, it, it, it could impact just the Chinese relationship as a whole, gaining access and influence to a Western European country, uh, economically, politically, diplomatically, um, it has the potential to, to exacerbate the existing trade war. Talk about, as a fourth point here, debt diplomacy and the worry of China increasing its, its influence there beyond what Portugal has stated is allowed. Yeah, so with the, the Belt and Road Initiative um, from China, there's, there's some concern about debt diplomacy. And basically, if if there's if a country maybe defaults on a loan or isn't able to hold up its part of an agreement, um, there's a concern that China could come in and sort of collect, I guess you could say, by seizing control of different resources there. So the sort of unspoken threat of Chinese collection in that way is is the is the concern here too has have we seen that before we've seen that before there was one case where uh, china seized control of a port um as part of uh, a country not uh fulfilling its obligations as part of a trade agreement i forget where that was it might have been in Djibouti or uh, I forget, but there's there's some cases of that in the past. So this is something obviously that NATO and the US would want to probably thwart or slow down the the process of absolutely what are what are the what are the ways of thwarting this? What what can the US do going forward or NATO at large? Um, one thing, um, one thing that can be done is to, on the part of the United States, is to sort of encourage U.S. involvement and and the participation of U.S. companies in Portuguese infrastructure projects, like telecom, like power. The United States and 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 EDP, Portugal's main power company, already have some partnerships there, encouraging 
this involvement in the participation of US companies um, could act to counter uh, Chinese influence. Another thing too is just, uh, I guess, the US going back to the Azores. It's, it's, um, it sounds easy to say here, uh, easy in, in speaking, but I'm sure it's much more difficult in practice. But going back to the Azores, rebuilding that presence there, taking advantage of the money that's already been spent and the efforts that have already been put forth to, to establish infrastructure there on the Azores could be something that acts as a deterrent to the buildup of Chinese in, uh, interests on the Azores. Uh, another thing too is sort of just strengthening diplomatic and political partnerships within NATO um, could be another could be another thing. So you talk about moving back. Where did we see where did we see the US move this base to or reallocate its funds? Yeah, so during the Obama administration, there were major sort of budget cuts there uh, on the part of the Defense Department. Uh, and those budget cuts led to pulling out a lot of the resources from the Azores, but also there was sort of a strategic reallocation of troops and NATO resources back onto the European mainland, which is in part what, what caused that, that scale back. But there was also, there was some talks to, um, for the new location of an intelligence and logistics base for US AFRICOM. And the Azores was floated as a potential location for it, but uh, it lost out to a location in the United Kingdom. Um, it, was, it was really controversial. Some people say it was, it, was, it was for political reasons. Other people say there might've been some, some uh, bad information as far as the numbers go, you know, what kind of infrastructure is there, how much it's gonna cost, um, which is a whole other, other can of worms, but uh, that could be a solution too, to, to relocate some AFRICOM resources there onto the Azores because of its location uh, so close to Africa and also close to uh, European and, and NATO resources. So in summary, I wanna talk a little bit about what the, what the big picture is now. I'm seeing China's invested some 5 billion euros in Portugal. Mm -hmm. What is the, what is the real expanse of this as we stand today? Uh, the real ex the expanse, just sort of what, what they're investing in. Yeah. So a lot of it is telecom. That's a, that's a big one. Uh, China has been, has been pushing for, uh, for Huawei uh, parts and uh, just Huawei involvement in 5G infrastructure projects around the globe. That's a big one. Another one is expanding its uh, commercial interests as far as, as expanding its export markets, searching for ports and different staging points to, to 
for shipping its its Chinese made products to different markets and uh, different power investments in in like I said earlier with the the Portuguese utility company EDP uh, that's another one so there's uh, fingers in a lot of different pies here lots of moving parts yeah for sure well that's all the time we have today I want to thank you Henry for coming on to discuss this with me thank you for having me on of course uh, hopefully we'll have you on soon uh, soon again to discuss more things that the illicit finance team has been looking at I want to thank the the viewers of current intelligence briefings uh, you can find us on any major podcast network you can also follow CTG at on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My name is Adam Stevens. This has been Current Intelligence Briefings.